You are listening to the Real Estate Growth Hackers Show. All right, everybody, welcome to Real Estate Growth Hackers. I am your host, Zach Hammer. With me today, I have some exciting guests. I have the gentleman from Video Flywheel. .io. That's Aaron and Tristan here with me. Go ahead and say hi, Aaron and Tristan. Hey guys, thanks so much for having us on the show, Zach. You got it. Excited to have you here. So let me let me tell you tell you guys listening about Aaron and Tristan a bit. They, these guys have a uh, some pretty impressive, <laughs> pretty impressive history under their belt. Uh, so with VideoFlywheel.io, what these guys have done is they they have a YouTube marketing system where they figured out a proprietary way to create a choose your own adventure style funnel all housed within YouTube. So it, it, it essentially capitalizes on, on what makes YouTube work. It does it in a way that doesn't have uh, traditional detriments uh, that you might have with other YouTube funnels. Uh, so it's a really solid way of doing YouTube marketing. Uh, in the past, uh, they have done $2.5 million worth of bricks through YouTube. They've sold $2.5 million worth of bricks through YouTube. I, I, and they, they said it themselves, I, I have to agree. If you could sell bricks through YouTube, $2.5 million of bricks, you could sell anything. Um, also, just so far this year, and to put this into perspective for anybody who's listening in the future, uh, they, they have done $415,000 so far in 2020, and it's the 9th of January right now. So anyway, these guys know what they're talking about. They've got some uh, some crazy good results. I'm excited to bring them to you guys so that we can talk about YouTube marketing and how you guys can be using that in the real estate space. So let's go ahead and dive in. I've turned off the spotlight for myself, so video will switch between us. And, uh, and yeah, let's let's go ahead and, uh, and get started. So Aaron, Tristan, tell me a little bit about your history. Like, like you know, give me the, the, you know, the, the quick overview of kind of how you got to be where you are today. Where did your company come from? All that kind of stuff. So I'm just gonna throw it right out there. It's lots of recover, quick recovery and pivoting from, um, from failure and from <laughs> Uh, lots of obstacles. Um, we've had, so for example, I ran my own agency for a number of years and um, kind of thought that I could run the whole thing myself and uh, bought my old partner out and learned the hard way that I really do need to have a partner. And that's when I met Tristan. And Tristan and I have been growing our own, our own agency a couple different times. And we actually specialized in something called uh, proximity marketing and beacons last year. And then Google just shut those off on uh, December 9th of, um, actually, I believe that was, uh, that was not last year because we're now in 2020. That was, that was December 9th, 2018. So we've had a, we've had a couple starts, but we've really found our, our calling in YouTube. And Tristan is an absolute savant when it comes to, um, to messing with the algorithm and taking advantage of it. Nice. So I, I couldn't ask for a better business partner. Yeah, good call. Good call. And, you know, it, it's it's interesting how that ends up going, right? So like, like Google as a, as a company is kind of scary sometimes with how, how readily they will just kill a product, even if it's working. Uh, it, I don't know how many of the, any of you guys listening or you guys uh, here with me uh, remember Google Reader, but it was like the, the RSS reader and everybody used it, but it wasn't making Google money. So they're just like, eh, we're just going to kill it. <laughs> so like RSS feeds overnight just became like a non-thing because what everybody was using just went away. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then Tristan also has a very interesting backstory in that he actually ran a translation agency with how many translators working underneath you, Tristan? 650, give or take. Nice. Doing, doing translation for uh, for like what kind of work? Oh, all right. I guess I have to talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, we covered 19 and a half languages. We right. translated, we primarily focused on business legal documents, but our specialty was actually video game localization. So uh, okay. have you ever heard of World of Warcraft? Uh, yeah. We helped do a lot of the QA starting from uh, Cataclysm through Mists of Pandaria. Um, we handled a lot of the translations for like Aeon, we handle trans our QA for are we helped with the, with the QA for um, Star Wars, the Old Republic, for Elder Scrolls Online, 
and like nice around 200 of the bubble popping games on Facebook. So we're partially responsible for that too, but. <laughs> oh God, you never told me that Tristan. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so, so, so we, we have you to blame for, for the spread of that. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good call. Good call. So yeah, but I mean like it, it, that's, that's part of what's cool. It's always, it's always nice to, uh, you know, to connect with other folks who, who have a track record, who, who know what they're doing. Uh, my, my sort of, weird niche in the world of real estate marketing is that I got my start marketing outside of the real estate world and then learn real estate, you know, by implementing those tactics in with a team, uh, you know, as their marketing director. And and so one of the things that I've always found is a a massive strength for real estate, for the real estate world is bringing in that marketing knowledge and expertise uh, from folks who aren't necessarily day after day in the market, you know, in the real estate world. Uh, because I, I think there's a lot that the real estate industry can you know can stand to learn from other folks uh, who are who are doing their own thing successfully, regardless of if they're doing it in in the real estate industry. And that's part of why I'm you know, so excited to be talking to you guys. So so let let's talk and go ahead and dive into into this this video flywheel concept. Uh, so you know first and foremost, what's 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 sort of the 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 impetus of the concept? What 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 brought this about and maybe what makes it different from what most people are used to with, with how they would market on YouTube. So really it comes down to is that most people on YouTube have, are doing one of two things, right? They're either doing a really good job of attracting eyeballs. This is assuming that they're doing things right in the first place. Um, but <laughs> right. even, even the, uh, the bigs and the big people on YouTube and the greats and even some of the, um, more professional names in the YouTube optimization space, um, they're either really good at attracting eyeballs or they're really good at converting. Um, But a lot of them aren't doing both without damaging their channel. And what I mean by Uh, that is that YouTube wants you to stay on YouTube and see more videos and see more ads and therefore make YouTube more money. So what's what's happening is a lot of the, these people that are advertising on YouTube organically uh, kill their reach by sending people off of YouTube um, on some of their biggest videos. And then those, right. those videos get buried and stuff like that. So a lot, what it really comes down to is in English, people aren't playing nice with the algorithm. Because if you give the algorithm what it wants, it gives you what you want. Right. And, and that, makes, that makes a ton of sense. So it's, it's a it's a bit of catch 22 for, for what, what most people are dealing with right there. They, they want to drive the traffic off YouTube where they can ultimately convert it, where they can do something with it. But in doing so your most successful things actually end up driving deeper and deeper into the, uh, into the algorithm because, uh, because they don't want you to do that. They don't want you to set the traffic off of YouTube. So, so w- what then, what then do you do? Cause you guys, you know, as, as, we, we know from your previous track record, that's 2.5 million worth of bricks, right? What, what do you do to take that traffic and, and still build up that organic reach on YouTube, but also drive those sales off of, uh, off of the channel? Um, the basic idea is really just to limit and to hedge the risk that you're running with those videos. So the idea basically is that we're creating a sales funnel with, with the videos that we're uploading, that we're optimizing. We are setting those up and connecting them in a way that it causes YouTube to promote the videos more often because we're extending watch times and session times. We're giving YouTube what it wants. We're giving them more views and more opportunity to show ads. And then at the very end, we are isolating individual videos, which would be like your call to action, right? So you watch three or four videos, you get all the watch time, get the clicks, you get the uh, new subscribers and everything. And then at the very end, there's one video where people can drop off and that's I like to call it the, the uh, virgin chicken video or the sacrificial video. And the idea, right. that's the one that you kill. That's the one that's allowed to die. And you don't have to worry about YouTube recommending that video because it's going to be hard recommended or hard linked in the previous videos, right? And right. so when that happens, then you're able to still get you know, all the good things that you want from, you know, from the systems. And then you have one video that's allowed to like just go and sell stuff and bring in extra money, so. Um, and the other nice thing about that too, is when you set up these sales funnels and when you have the videos linked together like this, it's people start to have a little bit more confidence in you to have a little bit more trust in you because now it's not just watching one random video on YouTube. Now it's, Oh, this video was good. Now I'm going to watch this next video. Cause this also talks about something that I need. It talks about this other problem that I have. 
and then that goes on through a chain until eventually they're ready to buy from you. So, or take some form of conversion action. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, so I mean, it's it, at, at, it, at a very simple level, it's basically saying, because you isolate that one conversion video, the rest of your videos are still allowed to flourish and, and you set them up to, to lean into uh, the, 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 you know, the watch times, get better watch times, get better engagement on your videos, which allows YouTube to serve more ads, which makes them send you more people, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, that makes, a, that makes a ton of sense. So what, what, what then, uh, let, you know, let's, step, let's step back in, into the funnel then. So what then would you know, today's real estate professional do in order to start the start that front end of the funnel, how do you get people into your your video flywheel? What what ultimately brings people into this process? So totally, we we talked about that conversion mechanism, and the other half of it is actually getting the eyeballs in the first place, right? right. And Tristan alluded to this. We want to chain a series of videos together that both position you as an expert, answer questions and problems that people are having during their buying journey. Um, and then connect those together. And this is where the choose your own adventure story thing comes in, um, in that you may do a video on how to qualify for a mortgage. And then at the end of that video, you can say in the next video, we're going to talk about why you need to get pre-qualified before you go out and start house shopping. Uh, or you can check out another video from our channel and then YouTube will actually recommend a video from their already uploaded or uploaded videos to the channel uh, right. based on search history, based on a number of other things. So you're giving them a choice. Um, and then on top of that, you almost train YouTube that you are interested in this person's videos and their, and their content. So YouTube will start to repeatedly recommend the rest of the flywheel um, to the viewer so that if you pick up on a different day, um, YouTube will remind you, hey, you wanna watch this next video, right? So um, usually a lot of these videos are based around frequently asked questions, uh, common problems, um, pain points and stuff like that. And then we create that system and that sort of that cycle uh, that then will push towards some of those more conversion uh, based videos um, so that we're actually generating leads. And then at the very surface level, uh, in order to attract attention and stay relevant and stay top of mind, and this is something that I think that uh, you, you talked about earlier, Zach, before we went on air, was right. that we want to have consistent content talking about the location and talking about um, just fun stuff to do, like be relevant, be right. interesting. And then if you can somehow tie a little bit of real estate stuff into that and then say, oh, by the way, like this house is for sale. If you wanted to know how to actually find the right house for you, I did a video on that and you can click here to watch that type thing. So you, you end up feeding a lot of this this localized content, feel good content into some of your more, um, into your funnel essentially. Right, and, and part of what's what's so awesome about YouTube as a platform uh, compared to, honestly, I, I'd say in the real estate landscape, I think there are drastically less people who are trying to use YouTube than there are people who are using uh, Facebook and Instagram, let's say. And if, if you know, anybody who's listening to this, if, if you're used to marketing on, on Facebook or on Instagram, what you're having to do is you're having to put together marketing strategies that, that essentially work all the time, that, that everybody who you're putting the content in front of, it, it's designed to sort of fit and, it, and, it, and to make sense. But with YouTube, what's nice is that by being a query-based, you know, a query-based platform where people are searching for things very specifically, searching for topics, searching for questions, searching for answers to questions. A lot of people don't don't realize this, but YouTube is the number two search engine, right? So Google is number one. YouTube, owned by Google, is number two. So most people are ultimately ending up on YouTube to search for their content or you know, search for answers. And by putting answers to those questions in front of them, now the content that might struggle to work on a platform like Facebook or Instagram can actually fly really well on YouTube because it's there right when people are looking for it, right when people need it. And that's, that's part of what's so cool about this strategy is that when you, when you get that content in line like you guys are doing and you know how to intelligibly set up that funnel, it, it, it just makes the whole thing work where you, know, you might normally put up videos that are designed to try and get somebody off the site and, and you know, shoot yourself in the foot in the process, but by doing it, 
the way that you guys are describing and help people set up uh, that it's, you know, it, you, you, you still get that organic lift without, without sacrificing the, uh, the ultimate conversions. Exactly. And actually to speak on something you just mentioned, um, if we start getting into the area of, of ads, uh, because YouTube is a Google property and ads are run through the same platform, uh, AdWords as Google ads, you can right. specifically target things that people have searched for in Google, the number one search engine on top of right. what things are, what things people are searching for on YouTube. So the ad capabilities, and of course, on top of that, like the in-market audience and stuff like that, being able right. to run ads to these audiences based on things that they've searched for in Google has deemed uh, that you're interested in is so much more efficient than trying to run demographic-based stuff. Absolutely, especially on this kind of this kind of subject matter, where you're really hoping to get somebody who's right now in the market, right now ready to go. Uh, YouTube just as a platform, it's easier to find those people on on that. And I, part of what I really like about YouTube right now, you know, it, that that people may not realize is that, you know. Google, Google pay-per-click is something that the average real estate agent is very familiar with, it, 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 at least historically. It's, it, was, it was a very saturated platform. It's become a very saturated platform. And thus, a lot of the real estate clicks have become incredibly expensive. Uh, and it still works. People still get plenty of leads and can do it profitably and all that. But, but it, it uh, how to describe it? The chances of failure, the chances of spending too much uh, are, are easy. And, and so a lot of people have gone to Facebook because Facebook is cheaper, but they don't realize they're dealing with a different kind of different kind of marketing, a different kind of audience that you can't that, that you have a hard time getting as targeted with. So by putting uh, ads in front of, of folks on YouTube, you get this really cool thing that's going on right now, which is that you can get paid YouTube traffic for drastically cheaper than you might expect. And and yet you still get that query based sort of targeting that, where you can know exactly who you're getting in front of right at the right time. So it's, uh, it's definitely a, 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 fantastic, a fantastic platform. So you wanna hear a cool trick? I do, absolutely right. I do. So um, this is actually how we sold so many bricks, all right? So like this is the, one of the magic secret things that we can do with this, cause like nobody's searching for bricks on YouTube, right? Like that's, that's not a thing. Um, <laughs> what you can do though, is whenever somebody watches any of your videos on YouTube, they're added to a remarketing list. You're at your AdWords remarketing list. So what that means is that you can run YouTube ads in order to populate that remarketing list. And then what's even cooler about that is when you go back and you do those follow-up ads in Google search or in the display network, you get a significantly reduced cost per click for those, you know, for that traffic. Uh, so nice. for example, with the bricks, what we're doing is we're targeting architects, construction companies, and designers, right? So we're, and then we've got this video that says, Hey, look at these bricks. They're really cool. They're eco-friendly and they're fast to install. And like, they're like really thin. They're like brick veneers, right? Like right. you should get these bricks. They work with modular construction. Like just talk about all the cool things these bricks can do. And then some of the people who watch those videos do end up clicking on the ad and going to the website. And that's great. We love it when that happens, a good conversion rates. But the other thing that happens is then when people are thinking, huh, brick veneers. Okay. And then they go to Google to find more information about it. When they go to find prices or to purchase it, we're the number one result there in that search because they're on our retargeting list, on the remarketing list. Nice. Um, and by doing that, like I said, we normally see a reduction cost of about 60%. So, you know, if you're normally spending nice. 10 bucks per click, we're probably going to be spending four. We have had campaigns go as low as 1.2 cent per click. And that's in the search engine marketing or search engine optimization and search engine marketing company type keywords. So like right. ranking for SEO and we're getting that traffic for one cent, you know, oh, and geez. that includes the YouTube ad. So, right. So yeah. You can, and go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, you can do some really crazy stuff with that. Like I don't normally sell a 99.82% cost reduction in ads, but uh, like I said, normally you will see a good 60%. Now, that being said, it's not magic. You know, it it's cheaper, but you still have to make sure that your landing pages are converting. So you got to make sure your ad copy is still right. good. Like all the other stuff still works. Like, right. you know, you can't if you throw enough money at a fire, eventually it will go out. But like if you do it just a little at a time, you know, it you're just you know, right. it's the same problem. But uh, yeah, so AdWords and YouTube is a very very interesting and dangerous combination. So 
Now, yeah. just to throw it out there, those penny clicks are supposed to cost $25 a piece, by the way. Right. Yep. Right. So, yeah. And, and a lot of, a lot of people don't, don't realize it, precisely that. And, and honestly, this, anybody listening, this, it, it's the same case, whether you're talking about uh, YouTube and, 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 uh, you know, AdWords style retargeting uh, or remarketing is what Google calls it. Right. Or, or even on Facebook, if you're using your pixel or you're doing videos and you're retargeting those audiences, you see those same sorts of behaviors uh, where you can, you can get that same audience for drastically cheaper. Actually, one of the one of the tricks, and I don't know if you guys are if you guys are doing this or not, but uh, my uh, my business partner Richard and I had put together a strategy where we would drive traffic through uh, through Google so that we can get the query based uh, audiences that we wanted. Uh, drive them to a landing page, and landing page would convert at you know a fairly standard you know rate of conversion for a landing page. But we'd retarget all of those people onto Facebook with uh, like a long-term video follow-up funnel, um, and our, our the the cost to do it was drastically cheaper, and yet we still get to capture that whole audience. We get the query-based uh, audience and all that. So you can you can combine some of these ideas to very powerful effect as well in order to uh, kind of blend these approaches and 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 put together some really solid stuff. But uh, going back to specifically these YouTube funnels, so we talked a little bit about about getting the eyeballs. How how much of your strategy uses uses a paid first in order to like get the momentum going to get people into these video funnels? It depends entirely on what the goal of the campaign is. So okay. for example, and actually it really also depends on how quickly you need someone to go from, from how quickly a client needs a result really is what it comes down to. If someone right. can wait and do the organic optimization, that will usually produce a better quality client. That being said, uh, there's nothing faster than paid traffic. You turn it on, it's ready, you get instant results. And uh, that's one of the reasons why people are flocking to YouTube. Like you talked about with, this, with the search-based, um, like the strategy you just, you just mentioned, that's something that we do as well um, right. with the omni-channel retargeting. But the challenge is, is that Google is so expensive. If you just go raw AdWords, so right. where I'm going with that is that if we want to get a result for a client fairly quickly, what we will do is set up a YouTube ad based on what they're searching for. And we don't necessarily need to get that click from AdWords in order to get them on that retargeting list. We just need them to see a portion of the ad. They don't even need to go to your landing page, which is the crazy right. part. Right. So, um, and then if I wanted to turn that into something that uh, your audience could use immediately, um, if you guys were to, let's say someone's searching for houses for sale in blank and insert your hometown, insert where you where your market is, um, you can run an ad to, or an ad series to those people talking about things that they may need to know before they go look for a house, right? Try and intercept them before they start searching for real estate agent in, because by by the time they've hit that kind of query, they may you may have lost them. Right. Um, whereas you could have put some value value stuff in front of them and maybe they never even searched for that. And right. they just instead go, you know, I'm going to talk to this guy before I, before I start looking around. So, um, but the thing is, is that you didn't have to bid on that original, um, that original search in Google. They went and started looking for houses, but now when they're on YouTube, they're showing, you're showing, um, your content. The other thing you can do is you can also have some video walkthroughs of some of these houses that you have up. Um, because for example, when we're talking about using video in 2020, um, I think that virtual tours are going to be a big thing that take off, but it's not something you can really organically optimize because as soon as the house sells, there's really no point like that video is right. done. So that's almost all going to be done through paid traffic. And if right. you are able to, someone searching for houses in this place and you have a video walkthrough and you put that ad in front of them and say, hey, I saw you were looking for a house here. We have this one. It's a really nice blah, 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 blah. Right. And uh, if they watch it, then you put them on a retargeting list for showing them other houses, uh, showing them like being like, hey, uh, if that house wasn't to your thing, I'd love to show you some other houses. We've got this one, this one, this one, this one. So there's a lot you can do without anyone ever visiting a landing page. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's the thing that, that, that could be so powerful about it too, is, is 
is exactly that. You capture them basically as soon as they see it. You, you, you're, you're able to segment them. You're able to, to, to capture them right from there. Further, part of what you could do with some of, the, uh, with some of these ad platforms that's super powerful too is, is that you can, you can segment by, by the amount that they engaged as well. You, so you could say, you know, hey, I've got a video that I'm essentially using as uh, a built-in you know, gate, as a built-in way to, to segment my audience to say, if somebody is interested enough to watch this much of this video, that's a really big signal to me that uh, that 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 they're interested in this topic, and that lets you, you know, put put your marketing in front of the most engaged people as well. So there's there's all sorts of stuff that you can that you can do, uh, you know, on on that end to to, to utilize these. What's uh, oh, what was I going to say? So what's the you you mentioned specifically uh, earlier that 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 you break these into generally two steps and then the sacrificial one, right? So you you kind of have your front end. Uh, your front end entries into these funnels, then like a secondary set, and then then finally the sacrificial. Right? Could could you could you dive into, you know, what what makes for that front end versus the the secondary? How you sort of think through those? Sure. Um, so basically, um, obviously, it's going to depend a lot on the channel. It's going to depend on the content and, and the creator and everything. But typically we'll do like really top of the funnel type stuff as the entry video, right? So like five things you need to know before you sell a house, right? And then in that video, we'll say, hey, look, you know, if you're interested in learning more about these specific things, you know, we're going to dive into more detail about, you know, number one, two, and three here in this other video. And so we're just kind gotcha. of expanding on the information that we're covering in those top level things. And then again, you can even use ads to fuel that top of the funnel or those top of the funnel videos and then push them down into the rest of the uh, the system. And again, that all still helps to build the channel that helps to extend the session time, watch time, click through rates and everything else, because you are generating traffic and views. So, but yeah, that's basically how that works. And then once they're actually ready to buy awesome. something. So, oh, uh, sorry. Go I was ahead, just going to say, once they're actually ready to buy something, then we put that final sales video at the end. You know, you could have one or two top of the funnel videos and then have 20 in the middle and then have the video or the end video. And, uh, it should still work as long as, as long as the content is useful and relevant to the person who's watching. So, awesome, awesome. So, so largely, your 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 top line content is the stuff that is most searched, right? Mm -hmm. The stuff that is that is most likely to uh, be the questions that people are coming in with, and then the secondary content is maybe less searched, but but more what people need, more, more in depth, more diving into the, into the details to, to really bring the heat on the value so that, they, uh, so that they're walking away with as, with, with as much information and, and education as they need, right? Yep, exactly. Blind, and blind spots are a really good topic for secondary layer videos. So you, mm. on, a, on the top layer, you wanna really focus it towards what's my person that I wanna work with going to be searching for? Um, Right. Then at the end of that first video, you say, by the way, if you don't do this next thing that I'm going to talk about in this next video that you haven't thought about, pain, right. like this is going to hurt for some reason. And that's where you expose yeah. um, consumer blind spots and then send them on to the next video because they have to watch the next video or else they might miss out on something. So, but the thing is, is those middle, middle funnel videos, because people aren't aware that that's a blind spot, they're not searching for it. So usually right. there's some sort of reframe happening between uh, initial problem and pain point and what the solution actually is. And then after you've shown them that solution, then you start talking about, this is how you work with me. And then finally going, hey, uh, click here to, uh, to book an appointment, to book a showing, to get in touch, blah, blah, blah. Right. Oh, that make, and, it, and it makes so much sense. So I, it, it makes me think of a, a, a couple of different people that sort of, or that, that, that have influenced my thinking on, on some of this marketing. So one of my mentors, his name is, uh, is Ben Atkins. And he's always worded this concept as, as introducing somebody to a bigger problem. And, and that's essentially almost all of your content. That's, that's, if you're doing it right, that's what it's designed to do, right? Like you, you solve one problem and that generally creates another problem. It, it creates something else that they're not aware of. You're sort of, you're sort of looking down the line. You're saying you've solved this, but here's what's coming next. And, or, or, or you've solved this, but 
Now, once, what, like for instance, say somebody has a problem with uh, uh, you know, too many leads or, or with not enough leads in, in the real estate space. Uh, I just, you know, Freudian slip. The, the next problem they have is once you solve the lead problem, now they have a follow-up problem, right? They have the next part of the, of, of the thing that they're going to run into is, well, you've got enough leads, but are you following up with them? Are you actually converting them? Um, so every, every one of these problems tends to run into that sort of situation where it's like, well, Hey, now you know where you need to live, right? We like, we've got this video about the best places to live in Las Vegas. Now, you know where you need to live, but let me tell you, finding the right real estate agent is, is an incredibly different, difficult thing. That's why I put together this video on the, you know, the, the things that you need to be looking for when you're picking a real estate agent. If you want to watch that video, click here. And it's not. It's not link, you know, using your guys' method. It's not linking them off of YouTube. It's link, linking them deeper into YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and then, so then from there, you take that video, and that's where you actually link to, like, you know, hey, if you if if you want this offer, if you want this thing, then you link to a you link to a sacrificial video is what you would do at that point, right? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. On, I'm I'm curious. So on, on you know, on the whole real estate subject, there's a lot of there's a lot of real estate agents who would just be happy to to get the phone ringing directly, whether or not they're generating, you know, a, a, an actual like internet lead, like a you know somebody entering their name, email, etc. Um, do you see any do you see any problem with with agents sort of continually mentioning their phone number uh, if if people have questions to to you know to to be able to call? Because I know a lot of agents that, that that's that's their standard call to action. Um, it can work. Um, you know, it, it kind of helps to be able to talk to people in the way that they're already talking to you. So like if they're mm -hmm. already on YouTube, it means they're kind of preferring something digital They kind of prefer not to talk to somebody. And so they might prefer, you know, going and downloading a PDF or whatever. But that being said, um, for my translation agency, that's how we grew it. We made videos talking about translation and that's how we started bringing in clients. And then the same thing for search engine optimization. And, you know, sometimes it helps to sit down and watch a few videos from somebody, start getting that level of trust and confidence in them and say, hey, you know, if you have a specific question that we haven't answered, here's my contact information. Call me. And, um, right. you know, that it works with, you know, I'm trying to think of the right way to say it, certain demographics work better for those kinds of things than others. But um, right. I don't think it hurts having something like that on there. And especially since that's not something Google's going to ping you for, you know, it's not a bad idea. Right. There is sense. one, there is one thing to potentially uh, think about is that um, YouTube does not like it if you do not continue to watch videos. So if there is one particular video that seems to be the last video that everybody watches before they click the X button in their browser, um, right. that could potentially, and that's, that's only for the recommended algorithm. Um, which is right. the, the same algorithm that does make videos go viral and puts them on the front page and stuff like that. So it is something we definitely want to pay attention to, um, which is why, so it's, it's definitely something you would want to have in your content, um, just being careful where to put it and maybe putting it in, don't put it in every single video for sure. Put it towards right. like kind of further down in the funnel. Right. Uh, definitely don't put that in one of your entry level videos because that video is not going to potentially be recommended. This does not affect search rankings though, right. as far as I'm aware, right, Tristan? Muted myself. Uh, nope, shouldn't make a difference. Um, another thing that they can do if they really wanted to, like if they really want to add that kind of a call to action in there and they don't have any other follow-up content yet, then you can actually push people onto somebody else's videos. So like, maybe kind of a lateral thing. So instead of putting somebody else directly into somebody else's funnel, be like, right. you know, here's five tips on how to, you know, fix like minor paint jobs in your house. So it's something that's still relevant, something they're still going to be interested in, something that's going to continue the chain of videos where, but, you know, you can still put your call to action in there and then you're not going to be losing that client to, you know, the painter. So, um, and we have done that. Um, We've got one video that's sitting at just shy of three and a half million views. It's all organic and we didn't have a follow-up. So we had two videos already up on the channel. So we had the intro and then we had the, the, um, the main video we were promoting, but we didn't have a call to action at the time. And so we just sent all that traffic to somebody else's video at the end. And, you know, like I said, three and a half million free views on it. So <laughs> nice, nice.
And yeah, just, and you were, oh, I was going to say you were. He was telling me a little bit about a new thing that the algorithm's doing called audience infection. Tristan, do you want to talk about some of their cutting edge stuff happening? Um, sure. So I'm trying to find a not super technical way to explain this. I haven't quite come across it yet. Um, normally, I test these on my wife. Like she's she's the artistic designer of the couple, and then my like numbers, right? But basically the way that it works is that YouTube has all of us grouped up into what they call clusters, okay? So you have audience clusters, you have channel clusters. And basically it's people who have similar watching habits, people who are you know, similar, similar demographics, same languages, that kind of stuff. And then you also have channels who create similar kinds of, of content. So, you know, similar tags, similar titles, similar everything else. So what happens is that you can take your traffic and send it to a cluster that you want to become part of. And what happens is the robots see this and they go, oh, there's a whole bunch of people coming from cluster A looking at cluster B and they seem to be really engaging with it. They seem to really like it. Let's send some of cluster B to check out some of cluster A. And basically you're infecting cluster B's audience and then bring them back to your stuff. Interesting. So. Interesting. So it's, it's, it's kind of similar to the, uh, Kind of similar to the to the uh, yeah you're right this uh, that is hard to explain mm -hmm. in, in a, in a non-technical way I, th I think I get the concepts but it, it it's basically the idea that uh, if if you're sending traffic somewhere you must be like that traffic too uh, mm -hmm. or you must be like like their audience as well so they send it to you so it's it's kind of like the the reverse of what um, you know Google's original PageRank algorithm was where the, the links coming into a, into a site indicate uh, authority on a topic. Mm -hmm. um, this, this is more you sending links into an already heavy authority cluster or video or topic or whatnot indicates that you might have authority there too. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's and like that traffic, if you're able to send enough traffic, it becomes, you know, it's a, it's a statistical outlier. If they see a hundred views coming to this, to this video and 20 of them are coming from this other guy, it's like, okay, something is going on here. That, and like, it's kind of fun. Like, you know, everybody thinks Google's like super smart, but at the end of the day, we're talking about robots and math and like, they don't even know what's going on half the time. And they've publicly stated that more than once. You know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of fun to look for these little things, what you can do to talk to the robots, you know? And like, obviously you still want to talk to the humans, you know, at the end of the day, it's right. the humans that give you money. Robots don't pay bills yet. But um, <laughs> right. you, know, you can use using the robots to reach the people, though. You know, it's it's interesting. It's it's a lot of fun. Absolutely, yeah. That's a, that's a that's a super useful tactic. So so you can potentially rank your own videos by sending enough traffic to videos that are already doing well. Mm -hmm. That's a that's that's super cool. That's super cool. Uh, one one of the things that I was gonna gonna say, going back to what we were talking about earlier about like the phone call. Uh, sort of call to action. I think a, a useful thing, and let me know if you guys agree or disagree, but um, one of the, the topics that I've talked about before is the, the idea between a hard call to action and a soft call to, call to action, uh, that, that your soft calls are very often, they're, they're not super emphasized. You're not necessarily saying, hey, this is the next thing that you need to do as much as, you know, hey, if, if this makes sense to you or if this happens to be the thing, like it, it's, it's where you'd put in like your, your like the video or subscribe to the channel or uh, those kinds of things that, in that same sort of vein might be that if you have any questions, feel free to give us a call. Our number is this. Mm -hmm. um, but the next thing that you should do is <laughs> watch this video, right? Or mm -hmm. go, go see this thing. So, so that you have, you know, mentally you might separate, um, you, you might separate it out and kind of make it a, uh, a, a softer, a softer sort of call to action. People know that it's there, but it's not, it's not the thing that you're, that you're ending on. So theoretically you wouldn't get as much of the, uh, uh, the traffic dropping off right at that point, like like you were describing, Aaron, uh, and, and so that that might be a way to solve solve for mm -hmm. that problem. Yeah, definitely. And you know, when in doubt, A B split test. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good call. Good call. And for for anybody who, who who's listening who doesn't know what that is, uh, A B split testing is just basically the concept that you uh, you try you try something two different ways and you look and see what the results look like. Like that's a, that's a simple of simple way to, to do it. And then whatever's the winner, that's your winner. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, awesome. 
So we're we're definitely we're getting toward the end of uh, end of our time on this call here. Uh, I think I, I want to end with a couple of things with you guys. Uh, so the first one, and this one's always the most important to me uh, for for people in these videos. Uh, if 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 somebody walked away from this episode and they did, either didn't have a chance to listen to the whole thing, or you know, for you know, God forbid, the whole thing just gets deleted, uh, and we just have this time right now. What are the top three things or the top things that you would want somebody to walk away with knowing after watching this video or listening so I think to this that we, audio? <laughs> I think that we got fairly technical on this, on this discussion. So like by all means, it doesn't need to be this complicated and don't let YouTube um, intimidate you. Um, right. One of the biggest takeaways I'd say is that video is going to be a huge part of marketing this year. And it more so matters that you have a video on YouTube than not, whether right. you do it right or not. Um, if you look at all of the people that are big on video right now and you go back to the very beginning of their, of their video collection, the first videos suck. That's just <laughs> life. There are right. things like, it's, it's not hard to get better at video, but like a cell phone and a pair of earbuds, you can you can make some okay videos. Um, and then there are people out here that want to support you and uh, help you do YouTube better. So the, the biggest takeaway is actually go make videos and don't make excuses. Uh, second, um, make sure that when you do make a video, you tell them to go somewhere else and watch another video. One of the reasons why we binge Netflix is because at the end, Netflix tells you to go watch the next episode. And we tend to just do what we're told. So your call to action at the end of a video should be go watch this next video, always. So uh, between those two things, it's really hard to fail. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. My, 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 my motto for anybody who's uh, familiar with my brand is done is better than perfect. I, uh, I absolutely think people need to be getting into action. Do the thing first. You're going to suck at it when it starts. That's okay. Get out there, do it. For one thing, you can always pull down a video or a post or whatever if you really need to, if you really want to. Uh, you can, you, if you want to, you can record into the ether and literally just have video files sitting on your computer or on your phone and, uh, and, and not even show them to anybody while you're getting started, just figuring it out. And then when you feel confident enough, when you feel comfortable, post them or post them and know that it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, done is definitely better than perfect. It's much easier to you know, move the rudder on a ship that's in motion than it is to try and move something that's not even moving at all. Uh, so yeah, exactly. absolutely. Tristan, anything you'd add? Test everything. Test everything. <laughs> Good call. I like the Literally simplicity Tristan. of it. Man, man of few answered. words. <laughs> Tristan's answer to everything. Hey, should we do this? Yeah, let's split test it. Every time. <laughs> I don't even know why I ask anymore. Right, right. You yeah, think he's okay. exaggerating. My wife and I always argue over where to eat, right? It's like, you know what? Let's do a split test. And so we'll go and get French fries from five or six different places. And then like, you know, just a small fry, test them all, see which one works best. And then that's where we go. There you go. Yeah, shoot. I mean, it, it makes tons of sense. It's, it's, one of, it's one of the things for me when, I, when I'm working with clients and whatnot. It's like half the time I let them know, it's like, you know, here's, here's what my gut says on this. If you disagree, I don't know if I'm right. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. Let's try both and see which one wins. I'm not, I don't need to be, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have the ego in this. I just want whatever works the best. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. All right. So and those, on, so those, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and on that note with you, if you, if you guys are feeling a little bit, um, I guess, overwhelmed by YouTube, we actually have, and I'm sure we're about to talk about this anyway. We have a yes. PDF we put together uh, specifically to talk about some of the basics and how to, how to use YouTube to the best of your ability. Uh, we're more than happy to share that with, uh, with your audience. Zach. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, so we'll dive into that in just a second. Just want a quick reminder on the top three takeaways. So basically get started, put something up, right? Test. And then I miss, I'm, I'm forgetting the third one. There were, you had two. Send someone to another video. Always send, send them somebody to, to another, another video. video. Okay. And, that, and, and if you do those things, you're going to be better than 
what, probably like 99% of people trying to do marketing on YouTube? Yep. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Fantastic. Okay. So, so yes. So, so Tristan and Aaron here have uh, graciously uh, brought some bonuses to the table, or at least, at least a bonus. Uh, they've got a PDF for us that you guys can walk through. That's uh, that's going to explain some of the the, the basics. You want to you want to go ahead and dive into a little bit about what you're covering in that in that PDF. So Google released a white paper back in 2016, which seems like forever ago now. Um, it's called Deep. I double check. Let me make sure I got the name right. Deep Neural Networks for YouTube Recommendations, which basically explains how the algorithm works as far as the recommendation system, right? So basically how we do everything it is that we do. It is seven pages long and then I have a page of references. And it's, if you need a nap, this is the fastest, most effective way of getting to it. Um, so basically what, what the PDF is, is a breakdown in English of what this, this white paper actually says, and then some explanations and some examples of some of our own use, our case studies where we've applied that and the results that we've gotten from it, so. Nice. So the so the original paper is written in robot. Yours is written in human. Mm -hmm. Correct. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. So if you guys if you guys want that, we set up a link for you guys to be able to go and get that, as well as stay up to date on what these guys are doing over at videoflywheel.io. The link where you can get that uh, that that white paper, uh, as well as getting connected with these guys, go to realestategrowthhackers.com slash go slash video flywheel that's realestategrowthhackers.com slash go slash video flywheel and uh right now we've got uh, if you're watching this live with us we've got sort of a placeholder page uh that, that that will redirect in the long run but you can sign up and be notified when we get all those bonuses fully up and ready and live for you so uh depending on when you're watching this or listening to this uh go to that page what you need will be there uh as as well you guys actually this is one of the things that, uh, that that's interesting about you. Historically, you guys haven't done a ton of of just the the the, the training and courses. You're not so much in the guru space normally. Uh, you 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 offer a, a series of services. These have changed and adapted over time. Why don't you dive into a little bit about who makes the most sense to work with you and what kind of things you offer? For sure. So we've got a couple of different ways that we serve our clients. Uh, the first of which is a full done for you white club service type thing. And this is for someone who places a huge premium on their time and just wants it done and wants results. So we literally do almost everything for you aside from filming the actual videos. Um, and if you need that, we can even connect you with a production company in your area type thing. But we take care of everything from like scripting to keyword research to we'll give you some tips on what hardware to use. Um, then once you've actually done the videos and we'll all even be there with you to actually record the videos digitally anyway. Uh, but then once those videos are done, we'll put them on your channel, optimize it, connect them all, all that stuff, and then actually get you uh, a channel that's producing consistent leads and, uh, and cash. So that's more of a, a white club service. Um, and it comes with a white club price. So um, for those clients that are looking for that, maybe they have a little bit more time, but not as much um, not as much cash, we are actually in the process of developing a done with you system that's a little bit more leveraged. Think of it as small group coaching, um, where we're teaching you how to build all this stuff, very much uh, the same information that you're getting in that one-on-one -on -one stuff. Um, but it'd be, you know, a, a class twice a week, you have homework, you actually go make all this stuff and we teach you 90% of what we do. And then for the complicated backend stuff like for example, we do something called click-through click -through rate optimization, link building, and all that stuff. Um, most people don't want to learn that. If you do, we can teach you, um, but we have those services available uh, a la carte as well to, uh, to the people in that program. So we are about to launch the beta of that, and we are, we are putting up a, uh, a waiting list for it. Now, Zach and I, or Zach, we were talking a little bit before we went live, and uh, we were thinking that if we did get enough interest specifically from the real estate space, uh, we might do a group specifically for um, focusing on, on what you guys can do as real estate agents. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, so anybody, anybody listening, I highly encourage you guys go check them out. Uh, the reality is 
regardless of what if, if what you just heard sounds like the exact fit for what you're looking for right now if if you if you connected with 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 tristan and aaron's message what they're about what they're up to the the youtube strategies and just the you know the 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 expert level understanding of how to leverage YouTube as a platform for your business. I highly encourage you to check them out regardless. Uh, you never know what, what businesses are gonna change and adapt with, with, uh, uh, you know, with the products and services. So if those things sound like a great fit, connect with them. If they, if they don't sound like a great fit yet, I still encourage you to connect because uh, chances are it's uh, at it, 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 some point, they might, they might be offering exactly what you're looking for. So where, where is the, uh, the best place for people to connect with you and find out more about what you're up to. So I'd, I'd say just uh, checking out that link that you mentioned earlier, realestategrowthhackers.com slash go slash video flywheel. That'll have all the relevant information there. It'll have the uh, the PDF and it'll also have a, uh, a way for you to, to get in touch with us. We have a, a type form just to kind of segment and see where you are, what, what might be the best fit for you. Um, otherwise, our, our website, videoflywheel.io, um, but you're going to be able to find all of that information with a real estate specific spin on that landing page uh, that was mentioned a little bit earlier. Awesome. Fantastic, guys. So, yeah, again, everybody watching, I'm going to go ahead and take over real quick. Every, anybody watching, anybody listening, thank you so much for, uh, for, for giving us some more of your, your time. Hopefully you found this information valuable. I'm super excited to have brought these guys on. I learned a ton. I hope you learned a good amount as well. And, and more, more important than anything, like, like Aaron was saying, Make sure that you that you take this information and you do something with it. Go out there, put a video up on YouTube, do something, get out there, get into action. This information is gonna do you zero good if you don't do anything with it. So get out there, get into action, uh, implement, and that's where you can actually start to see some results. So hopefully this was, this was uh, helpful for you. My name's Zach Hammer with Real Estate Growth Hackers, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Estate Growth Hackers show. Remember, done is better than perfect. To turn the marketing ideas and tactics you just learned into real growth for your real estate business, visit us at realestategrowthhackers.com. If you like this episode, consider sharing it with another real estate professional who could benefit from the information, or maybe you'd like to subscribe to the show to never miss an episode. You can leave a rating or review on iTunes with your biggest takeaway, helping this show to reach and help more people just like you. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.